This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today it's a privilege to have back on the podcast my friend Chris Morphew. Chris is an author, teacher, and a school chaplain living in Sydney, Australia. He's written over 20 novels for children and youth, including a six-book set for young adults called The Phoenix Files. Such a fun set of books. I hope you'll check it out. He's also written some amazingly helpful books for teens and tweens. For example, the Big Question series from The Good Book Company. One of the most recent ones is called Who Am I? And what is it? Why am I here? Why do I exist? Why do I matter? Uh, why do I matter? Why do I matter? And uh, what's the name of your book and why does that matter? So this <laughs> series of little books from the Good Book Company is fantastic. He's also written a 100-day devotional in the Gospel of Mark, which I hope you'll check out. It's called The Best News Ever. Chris, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. It's always good talking with you about God's Word, and I'm looking forward to that now. So uh, what verse do you have for us today? So today I have John chapter 7, verse 17, where Jesus says, anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Wow. Okay. Now this is a really interesting verse. Let's go there. Why do you think this is an interesting verse? Well, okay. So the context here is that Jesus has gone to uh, the festival of tabernacles. He's gone to Jerusalem and he's, and there are, mixed opinions in the crowd about Jesus, as there always are. And Jesus, I think, is essentially saying here, well, if you live out what I'm teaching, you'll figure out whether it's true or not. Like, don't almost like don't just stand back at a distance. Do the will of God. Like, you, you follow what God says. You do what God asks you to do. And then you tell me if my teaching comes from God or not. So do you think we do this or do we often like just miss this somehow? I think that we have a tendency to confuse knowledge about God with a relationship with God or to, to conflate all the things I know in my head with the reality that I experience in my heart. The pastor John Tyson, he talks about this, the danger of resonance that you, you show up to church and you get lost in the the music and you hear the sermon and it really resonates with you. Mm -hmm. And that feeling of resonance makes you feel like you did something or makes you feel like you've moved somewhere forward, but actually you're just like, yeah, I agree with that. And nothing's happened. Hmm. Um, or at least that's the danger. The way that I explain it to, to kids at school is like, imagine a new kid showed up in your class one day and you look at that person and you go, you know what? I think I might want to be their friend. I'm just going to hang back and scope them out first. So you, you sit back and you watch them interact with the teacher. You watch them interact with the other kids. And, you know, like you find an excuse to like sneak past the desk and you have a look down and go, oh, yeah, nice handwriting. You know, not too pretentious, but like not too messy. And um, you bit by bit, you kind of get to know her. And like that's or you get to know about her. And, that you know, that's fine to a point. But like six weeks down the track, if she's sitting with a group of other kids at recess and you're sitting there in the bushes with your binoculars and your notepad, you know, writing down all the data you can gather about this new kid that's arrived at your school, 
at a certain point, you're not her friend. You're just kind of her stalker. And <laughs> those are two different things. Yeah. And I think the reason I, the reason I bring that up with kids is to say, you know what? You all know the best way to get to know a new person when they arrive in your class. The best way to get to know them is to, is from within the relationship, not from outside. You can gather a, some data from outside, but eventually you've got to take the step and say, Hey, you want to hang out? And then mm -hmm. you get to know the person. And I think the same is true with Jesus. And I think that's at least part of his invitation here is like, come into what I'm, I'm teaching about here. You know, I've been announcing the good news of God's kingdom. Come and see if I'm right. Hmm. Like if you live into what I'm teaching, if you live into what God is telling you to do and how he's telling you to live, you're going to find out pretty quickly that this isn't just a bunch of cool ideas. So this is actually the way the whole universe works. And you're getting on board with not just a set of nice ideas, but with ultimate reality. Yeah, I heard an Old Testament scholar, uh, Bruce Waltke, one time talk about how like the word understand, you can think of those two halves of the word. Like it means to, to in some ways to stand under that, mm. you know, when we really want to come to grips with something, we have to submit and acknowledge the way it is. So if we really mm. want to, you know, interact with a, an orange, you know, you don't eat it like an apple, right? You have to yeah. approach it in a way that fits what it is. Yeah. And then you're able to experience it in a way that it's meant to be experienced. And I think the same is true with God, right? Yeah. And it's tempting to say, oh, that's a bit narrow. Like, why can't we all just have our own opinion and our own way of seeing things? Aren't we all entitled to our own opinion? And it's like, well, yeah, but like take gravity. Gravity is not narrow-minded. Gravity just exists. Mm -hmm. And we ignore its existence at our peril. Um, <laughs> it's not because gravity's mean, it's because gravity's true. Right. And in the same way, if Jesus is telling the truth, or more so than that, if he is, as he claims, the truth, that's a reality that has implications. Mm -hmm. Like we hate it when other people assume untrue things about us. Right. And I think we owe the same dignity, even more so to God, that we would take him as he is, not just as we would like him to be. I mean, sometimes, right, is it really fair to reject God when we didn't even give him a proper hearing? Well, I think that's the same, uh, the same question that I think the answer becomes obvious when we apply it to relationships that we have with other people. Mm -hmm. You know, like it is if other people reject us based on lies or half-truths about ourselves, we hate that. We, we understand the unfairness and the injustice of that. And so to turn around and decide that we can make God whatever we want him to be, that feels just as profoundly unjust to me, but on an even deeper level. It, like, all this reminds me of, and like particularly you know, hearing Jesus' invitation to live it out and see, reminds me of a story that my mom tells about a really important moment in her coming to faith. So when she was, I guess, in her young adulthood, trying to figure it all out. She, she went to her mother, my grandmother and said, you know, I think this seems true. I think, I think I want to be on board with this, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like I've, I've got doubts and I've got, but I like Jesus. So, so what do I do? And my grandmother, I think really wisely said, well, why don't you just live as if it's true for a little while and just see what happens. And so my mom took that advice and she's never looked back. Wow. And I think that's not just, you know, she convinced herself it was true. I think something way more profound went on there, which is exactly what Jesus is talking about, that as we choose to do the will of God, 
as we choose to step into the life that Jesus is inviting us into, we discover the reality of it from the inside out. Chris, thank you for taking time to be on the podcast again and for pointing us to Jesus like you have. Would you just take a moment and pray for all of us who are listening today? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Loving Father, thank you that Jesus really is the way, the truth, and the life. And thank you that his invitation to follow him is an invitation into ultimate reality and into your loving kindness and your faithfulness and the abundant life that you offer. And so I pray uh, for any of us who have, I guess, grown jaded or cynical or standoffish, or for any of us who are investigating Jesus from the outside, I pray that you would help all of us to uh, step into the reality of a relationship with Jesus, that you would help us to, uh, as Jesus says, to do your will and to discover for ourselves that Jesus' teaching really does come from you and that life with you really is the truest, best, most abundant life possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.